Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. This is Straight Fire. With Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Thursday, June 22nd. Ladies and gentlemen, I thought I'd be going to bed early on Wednesday night. Got to rest up the night before the draft. And then all of a sudden, as the clock strikes midnight on the East Coast, 9 o'clock Pacific, boom, Woj, dropping bombs. Holy cow, monster NBA trade right before the draft that is going to suck up all the oxygen this morning because it is a rare, very rare win-win-win trade. Honestly, I don't see a loser. Let me break it down for you. The Washington Wizards, we knew they were going to tear it all down to the studs. Just bottom out, be very, very aggressively bad. And by to do that, you give up Bradley Beal. You don't get a lot of return. That hurt. Now you move on from Chris Tapps Porzingis. And, and I'll say this. I see the name Chris Tapps Porzingis and I instantly think, oh, he's probably getting old and he's always hurt. He is always hurt, but he's coming off a year where he averaged 23 and 8. And oh, by the way, he's only 27 years old. Stunning. I didn't even realize that. So Porzingis goes to Boston, and Boston then kicks Marcus Smart. Yes, the heart and soul of that Celtics locker room since he was pretty much drafted in 2014. He goes to Memphis. I know, heads exploding. Massive. Marcus Smart leaving the Celtics after so many great playoff runs. He goes to the Grizzlies. Marcus Smart to the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies then kick Tyus Jones, arguably the best backup point guard in the league, and uh, and he is of huge value. I'll tell you why here shortly. He goes to Washington. There's a couple draft picks involved. Oddly, oddly, the Celtics get great draft picks. They get Memphis's uh, first round pick tonight, which is pick 23, and they get a 2024 pick from that originates from the Warriors, but it protect it has protections top four. But this is a massive trade. Um, and I know, like, in the grand scheme of things, you're not talking about any all-NBA players here. Although, Marcus Smart's been an all-defensive player. 
Porzingis obviously was an all-star once with the Knicks many, many moons ago. And Tyus Jones, like this is a this is a good trade for Washington. I know uh, Rob G's gonna poo-poo it because we were talking about things beforehand. All right, so a couple items. We'll start with Porzingis. This is a big win for Boston. And I, you know, I had this take uh earlier as I was waiting for other shoes to fall. I think this makes Boston the number one team in the East. I don't think that's some incendiary take. Later in the night, Chris Middleton announced that he was opting out of his $40 million option. That was kind of sort of expected. Uh, I don't think Milwaukee was caught off guard here, but you have to wonder, is somebody waiting in the wings to offer Middleton some big, big, huge money? We'll see. Maybe Milwaukee keeps him. Either way, they keep him, they lose him. I don't think it matters. I think Boston's now the team to beat in the East. You've got Jason Tatum, you got Jalen Brown, and your third best player is Porzingis, who's coming off a 23-8 and season when he shot 38% from deep. Porzingis is a great get, guys. I, I saw this stat. Three players last year, just three, averaged 20 points and 1.5 blocks per game. Embiid, who won the MVP. Anthony Davis, who was integral in the Lakers playoff run. And oh yeah, Chris Tapps, Porzingis. I, I know, people are going to say Porzingis will get hurt. Fine, maybe he gets hurt. But he's now your third best player. That is such a win. Um, Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon kind of uh, toggling between point guard duties. I know the Brogdon injury is something to watch. He was ended up getting hurt um, in the Miami Heat series. I, I guess there'll be an offseason surgery. Ultimately, like, you know, Brogdon is a nice piece. He was going to get shipped to the Clippers earlier, but I guess the Clippers had cold feet, whether it was the injury or Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook, whatever it was. But this is uh, this move for Boston, adding Porzingis, is huge. They can now go with, hey, do we play Porzingis at the five? Do we play Porzingis at the four with Robert Williams at the five? Do we go Horford at the five? We could go five out now. We know Boston shoots threes at, the, I think, the, one of the highest clips in the league. That's their offense now. It is threes or layups. And they missed a lot of threes early against Miami. And that's kind of sort of the reason that they fell in that 3 nothing hole. But again, they have options. Tatum and Brown clearly not going anywhere. Porzingis, Horford, Porzingis-Williams. Like, I like this. Rob, I, I really like the Celtics move. But hold on. I don't know if I like it. And obviously getting the draft picks is key. I don't know if I like it more than the Grizzlies getting a grown-up, a grown-ass man, Marcus Smart, a 29-year-old veteran who has been with the Celtics since 2014. His, his stats are modest. 11-6-3 last year. Before that, 12-5-3. And, and for three straight years, he's only been a 33% uh, shooter from deep. Okay, I get that. Playing with Tatum and Brown. Um, he should be better. He's getting a lot of open looks. If you remember that Sixer series, they specifically were gearing the defense toward if anybody's going to shoot it, we want Marcus Smart shooting it. And he hit a big one. He missed a big one. Like Again, like, that's an ideal option if you're facing the Celtics and Marcus Smart is the guy taking the game-winning shot. You want that, okay? So Smart now goes to the Grizzlies where he becomes the, I think, the de facto leader of that locker room, okay? I know Steven Adams has a leadership role, but remember, there were reports that after the Denver gun incident with John Morant, or maybe it was right before it, Steven Adams was like, hey guys, let's lock in. Like they knew they were losing Ja. He was kind of starting to go uh, awry. And Steven Adams like called a team meeting. was like, all right guys, let's keep it together. Let's nobody go out. Let's lock it down, blah, blah. And then like instantly Ja Morant went out and was like, the gun thing happened within like 48 hours. So I, I get the Steven Adams leadership. He's a big hulking presence. But I think this instantly become Marcus Smart's locker room, okay? He will be your point guard. He will be your leader. And you guys know this, Marcus Smart, tough kid. I know Ja Morant is the alpha. Everybody wants to follow Ja. He's so cool. He's got his crew that he runs with. 
I, I don't I don't think Marcus Smart's going to back down from John Morant or, or shy away from calling him out when it needs to be done. But I think this Marcus Smart addition is massive for the Grizzlies. They do lose their first-round pick, but this is a win. He's locked in for three more years. He did have some issues at times with Celtics teammates, but they were young guys. Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown, just like he's going to a young guy in John Morant. So I think this is huge for Boston. Uh, I'm sorry, huge for Memphis. And I'll, I'll finish it up, Rob. Tyus Jones is widely regarded as one of the best backup point guards in the league, if not number one. The numbers when John Morant was out and he was running the show were great for Memphis. They were a winning team. Now he goes to Washington and you're like, well, what are we doing? Why are they getting? Here's the real reason. He's not their future point guard, I don't think. Tyus Jones has one year left at $14 million on his contract. The Wizards are going to be bad. Probably a 15, 17, 18 win team. What's going to happen come February when they're languishing in the basement? A point guard somewhere else goes down. Pick up the phone. You're calling Washington. You're saying, hey, what can I get for Tyus Jones? It's probably, I, I don't know if you definitely get a first, but I'm telling you, desperate times, desperate measures. Chris Paul, wherever he goes, he goes down. Some injury happens. Tyus Jones is going to be the point guard you're going to call. I think he's going to have immense value in February. The phone's going to be ringing off the hook. Folks, I know Wizards fans are desperate. Why aren't we getting picks? We're not getting picks. I think, my guess is, you're probably going to get a first from a contender for Tyus Jones come the trade deadline. When there's an injury around the league or somebody's uh, play has gone south, I think Tyus Jones will have massive value around the league. We've seen how integral backup point guards can be. You need someone to run the show. I would. I mean, hell, if Phoenix is struggling, if Phoenix is struggling, you give up a future first. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming they have a first left somewhere. Uh, you know, Lakers. Lakers don't have a point guard. Let's say they need one. Like, there's there's just a lot of options. Washington fans, that's the silver lining. But, Rob, in my opinion, at first blush, now maybe more comes out tomorrow, this is a win for Washington. Not, not the biggest win, but it's a win. It's a huge win for Memphis. I absolutely love the Marcus Smart edition. I'm sure John Moran's thrilled, but on some level, he's probably, like, you can't get away with the crap you were getting away with before. That's just not going to fly. Not with Marcus Smart there. He's a leader. And then I love it for Porzingis. Boston, number one team in the East. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I will uh, respectfully disagree with everything that you've said now for the last, whatever, nine minutes that we've done this. I I don't think there's a winner in in this deal at at all amongst any of the three teams. If we look, we'll go team by team so that you can keep up with where where I'm going. The Boston Celtics, if this was the trade that was, what was it, two hours or five hours before where they're only giving up Malcolm Brogdon to get Kristaps Porzingis, absolutely, home run. No doubt about it. Instead, they're giving up Marcus Smart, who by all accounts is the heartbeat of their team. Yeah, He may not be the best player. Obviously, he's not. He's not the most talented. Uh, he's not the best shooter. He's, you know, he's, his defense has kind of been overstated um, going back from where he was two years ago to what he is now. But he was the emotional leader of that team, which they don't have right now. Like... Jason Tatum, for all of his gifts, is not the most vocal guy. Well, he's Jaylen also Brown, for all of it, that, that's fine. Yeah. LeBron James was the leader of his team at 21. What's LeBron, the difference? come on. He's not LeBron. We know that. Uh, I'm just, just saying. So you let go of him, and I understand you had a glut of point guards, but now you're stuck with Malcolm Brogdon, who may or may not need uh, elbow surgery, which is the whole reason that first trade fell apart to begin with, and Derek White, who was very good, but I don't know if I would want him to be you know, my primary option at point guard for 30 plus minutes a night. I, I don't know if that if if him playing that level of, of a role throughout an entire season might wear on him because we haven't seen him do it. So maybe that's, you know, TBD. So that's number one. Number two, the Memphis Grizzlies giving up the best backup point guard in the NBA and two first round picks to get another point guard. They already have one in John Morant. And for all the people who say, well, Marcus Smart, he can be point guard when Jaws out and then he'll move off the ball when he gets there. Let me take you back after last season's NBA Finals where Boston lost, mind you. They're talking about Marcus Smart and he's talking to the media about, you know, you being a non-traditional point guard is what the, the questions were, were about. And he responds by saying, quote, this so-called non-point guard is the only one that's led them to the finals. <laughs> Talking about himself. Marcus Smart fancies himself a point guard. Marcus Smart is, in my opinion, is not going to be totally jazzed about moving off ball all the time 
when John Morant comes back. He's going to want to be running the show. That's fair. That's one of the issues that they had in Boston is he had all these guys and none of them was a real setup guy, but they all like to think that they could handle the rock and it wasn't really working for what they needed. So you give up two first round picks and the best backup point guard in the NBA for a guy who is only going to part time be maximized in his abilities. And it's not like he's a shooter where you can play him off ball with John Morant to make you feel really good about it. He's not Dylan Brooks level bad as a shooter, but he's not good either. So that's number two. (laughs) And last but not least, the biggest loser in this whole thing is obviously the Washington Wizards. I don't know how you end up with this complex of a trade and a second three team deal in less than 12 hours. And you don't end up with a single first round pick. Like I understand bottoming out because you want to get draft picks and you want to, or excuse me, you want to bottom out. You want to play the lottery game and all that stuff. That only works when you have draft picks. The reason why teams are able to have accelerated rebuilds is because they hoard the picks, they can flip them for other players, or they get more bites at the apple so that eventually some of these guys pop. The 2024 draft, which the one that they're tanking uh, incredibly, does not have a Victor Wembanyama, does not have a Scoot Henderson, doesn't even have a Brandon Miller. So you're putting all your eggs into this one basket, which there's no guarantee you're going to come out looking rosy on the other side. All three of these teams, I think, I'm not going to say that they are losers of the trade, but I don't see a clear winner in this at all. That's odd. Um, I don't know. I thought, like, who's the best player in this trade? And I guess based on value, it would be Marcus Smart. Um, You know, Memphis had to give up two future ones to get smart. Uh, Obviously, it was a three-team deal. Usually, the line is, if there's a three-team deal, there's a no-team deal. It's tough to get those done because they're so complex. But I I think you're selling Washington a little short here. Let's remember, uh, they had that trade with Brogdon earlier and, and Porzingis, and then it falls apart. And for them to rebound on the fly that quickly and and end up with Tyus Jones, whereas before they were getting a Morris twin and some random picks, um, I, I just I think you're selling them a little short. And again, Washington, yes, ideally you'd love to be getting picks. I, you know, I'm very curious how much Porzingis gets paid by Boston. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess if Marcus Smart is considered the best player in the trade because Porzingis is hurt too often. Memphis has a huge win. And I do have to ask, this whole point guard thing, this Ja Morant versus uh, Marcus Smart, which may or may not happen, um, and like Tyus Jones is the best backup point guard. Um, who's the Miami Heat point guard in the NBA Finals? Was it Struess or Martin? Or was it, no, Martin's more of a wing. Was it Struess or Vincent? Like, I think I it was did, Gabe did, Vincent. Did it really matter? Like, neither of them was, like, stacking assists. Um, Jamal Murray was came into the league as a combo guard. And the offense is initiated through Jokic. Like, there, the, the idea of a traditional point guard, like, D'Angelo Russell was a point guard in name only for the Lakers. He was really a three-point shooter. Um, and then who was the other conference finalist? The Celtics, who, you know, it, smart is listed, I guess, as a point guard, but I don't know. I just feel like the idea of a point guard is kind of antiquated. And in the modern NBA, it's guys who can handle wings and bigs. I I think Brad Stevens had kind of coined that a couple years back. And, you know, a pure point guard like Scoot Henderson, 
kind of a pure point guard, but he's also like Derrick Rose, scoring machine. Like, as a pure point guard, John Stockton, Isaiah Thomas, I don't know, do those even exist anymore? Those type of point guard drop. <coughs> well, I guess to answer your question, there's probably only like a handful of them. And Tyus Jones, for his, you know, is one of those guys. Because he's small, right? Specific, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, just his style of play, he plays like a traditional point guard. Chris Paul plays the same way. Um, and it's funny that they're on the same team right now. So it'd be a for now. For, foot, we know that you know, quarterback and quarterback. We know that's not going to happen. Right. But specifically as it relates to Memphis, Memphis is one of those teams that needs a point guard to get them to get them going. We saw in the uh, playoffs against the Lakers, and, and it was kind of this way throughout the regular season, but because they they played at such a frenetic pace, especially defensively, they got out and ran a lot, so it didn't really bear it as much in the regular season. But in the playoffs, if John Morant, when he was kind of banged up, and Tyus Jones, those were the only two guys that they had who could generate offense. Desmond Bain is a great shooter. He's probably one of the best top three shooters in the league. Creating his own shot is not like his forte. Uh, Triple J, same thing. He, he can do it a little bit in the post here and there, the pinch post, the elbow. But as far as creating offense in the way that like a, a Jokic does or an MB does, that's not really his game. Steven Adams doesn't do it at all. So those that team specifically needs a playmaker. And I don't think Marcus Smart is that level of a playmaker, number one. And he does. And I think that could end up being a problem for them moving forward because the ball is going to be in John Morant's hands as it should be. And we don't know whether or not Marcus Smart is number one, going to be happy about it. And number two, going to be able to thrive as an off ball player, as a shooter specifically for them to get to where they want to go. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer, Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, Memphis lost Dylan Brooks. They basically said, we're out of the Dylan Brooks business. We want nothing to do with this guy anymore. He's just too hot-headed, uh, unhinged. Really, I don't want to say he lost the series against the Lakers, but he, he really tried to go at LeBron. He tried too hard, and that backfired badly. You regain that toughness, that mental edge with Marcus Smart. So I think another reason that's a great deal. Um, I do kind of wonder, before the draft is even here, we've now seen the Celtics, who came up short of the finals— Make a big swing, giving up smart, adding Porzingis. We've now seen the Suns, who came up short in the playoffs, make a big swing for Bradley Beal. Rob, I do wonder, are these trades the appetizer for possibly a seismic Zion Williamson trade on draft day or a Damian Lillard trade on draft day? It sounds like from everything I read, there is really no traction on that number three pick. Uh, The idea of... Who uh, Anthony Simons and the three or some package for Bam Adebayo apparently was laughed at and scoffed. Like, there's no way that's happening. We called that yesterday. There's no shot of that happening. Uh, maybe the Scoot Henderson chatter will entice New Orleans. Um, hey, you know, if Brandon Miller goes too, which I think would be a, a kind of a foolish mistake by the Hornets. And again, I like Brandon Miller, man. I like him a lot. Good player. Had one off-the-court incident, obviously really, really bad, but he never got charged with anything. And, um, you know, all signs point to Brandon Miller not being involved at the level that he appeared to be when you looked on social media and read the stories. I think an Alabama player has ended up suing the New York Times because he wasn't mentioned as well. Messy story, obviously, unfortunate. Someone lost their life. Um, But Brandon Miller, by all accounts, is like clear from that. And so now you're looking at a guy who didn't get in trouble. And, oh, by the way, he was really friggin' good in the SEC. He did lay a massive egg in the NCAA tournament against San Diego State. There's this perception that maybe he's a little soft for a wing, um, doesn't possess the killer instinct. Well, I'll tell you now, if if Charlotte goes, um, Brandon Miller, too. And, by the way, LaMelo Ball, Rob, combo guard, point guard, what, what are we doing with LaMelo Ball? That's a good question. I don't know what he is. You, you would, he's a point guard, but similar to his brother Lonzo, he doesn't need to dominate the ball for him to be effective. Well, I would he say Lonzo keep the ball moving. More of Lonzo's a better at it. Yeah. Well, I, well, Lonzo actually doesn't dominate the ball either. Yeah, it's when, Lamelo when, can when actually shoot, and I think he's better attacking the rim because he's bigger. Um, well, Lonzo can shoot too. He just has a funny looking jump shot. Uh, yeah. I mean, he I, shot I, in the forties from deep. Small sample size. But, I mean, LaMelo clearly, I think, is we know is the better player. I just don't know what he is. Like, if he's a combo, you should draft Scoot Henderson. That's why I've had Scoot 2 in my mock. That being said, um, if they go Brandon Miller, all of a sudden, if you're Portland, you're sitting on Scoot Henderson, who I think Windhorse is the one who said that 
Uh, if you look at the 2024 draft, Scoot Henderson would be the number one pick. And like, I mean, if he's that good and he's falling to three, Scoot Henderson, Simons, and I don't know what for Zion, I, I think you got to really entertain that if you're New Orleans. Um, I, I, Damian Lillard, you know, if he's unhappy with the third pick, does he instantly say, trade me on draft night? And <laughs> I wouldn't ruin draft night to make it great for content people. Um, I don't know. Damon, Damian Lillard or Zion Williamson, I would say either is in play to get traded Thursday. Either or none. Um, kind of feel bad for Victor Weminyama. He's the big story. But there's no, there's no juice in talking about him. They're trying to stir interest, Rob. I don't know if you saw the video on Instagram. Um, he, he rode the subway in New York. And he's got to, like, duck to get on the subway. And, like, I, I, I got to say, I like Victor Weminyama. He gets to the podium. He sounds really well-spoken for a teenager. But from my point of view, like, I'm just, there's not that much interest around the Spurs. We know they're getting him. We know he's generational. Maybe he could be a unicorn. And people are saying he instantly is a top 10 player in the league. Yeah, he's going to be awesome. But I, I, I think the juice is surrounding this Damian Lillard stuff. And then Zion. I'll ask you. Do you think we hear Middleton chatter immediately? Or do you think they wait for the draft to clear up and then say, hey, Middleton's got looks from, I don't know, maybe Portland can uh, move money around and offer him a lot. D- does, a, does a Dame Middleton-Zion combo, does that appeal to you at all in any way, shape, or form? I mean, I can't imagine like the Milwaukee. Them, all of them on the same team? Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's even possible well, why, I mean, for that to happen. If, if uh, Well, I guess... I guess Milwaukee would say, listen, if you're going to go, let's do a sign and trade so we get something back. Milwaukee would want something back. The, other, the only other thing I heard, Rob, real quick is, um, so this Mikhail Bridges idea, uh, I kind of laughed at it. Oh, Mikhail Bridges. What, like, what, what are you going to get for him? How, he's going to change the fortunes of Portland? But someone made the case to me that there was chatter that um, the asking price for Bridges is two first-round picks. And I'm like, wow. And then we're like, well, what if Portland has the third pick? Scoot is sitting there. Does Brooklyn say, well, we don't have any future picks. It's going to be tough to build our team. Mikhail Bridges ain't a one. What if we trade for Scoot, readjust our timeline, we get whatever the hell we can uh, from Portland in addition to the third pick, and, and we just build around Scoot Henderson? Do they then ship Bridges out to Portland? And then Dame gets his guy Bridges. Now, I don't think Dame and Bridges does much for you. You still need another piece. I don't know if Simons or Sharp do uh, are good enough, but I guess if I was looking for three big guys, it would be Damian Lillard, Zion, and Mikael Bridges. Uh, you, I, I don't think Mikael Bridges is going to get traded in, in any way, shape, or form. I think that Brooklyn thinks that they have something with him. Whether that's true or not, we don't know because so far the numbers look good, but they weren't winning You know that last stretch. They, they really backed their way into the postseason. But he's on a really good contract given, you know, it's I think it's like $25 million a year. It's really low relative to what the other guys are getting. So I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, the smart move, and we've talked about this before, is for Portland to trade Damian Lillard and, and just bottom out, take Scoot Henderson, and, and go from there. Having said that, if Brandon Miller goes to, which a lot of people are reporting, um, Woj specifically, and now the, the odds makers in Vegas kind of feel that way as well, this opens up so many doors for them with number three because Scoot Henderson seems to be the guy that other teams are interested in even more so than Brandon Miller. So I could definitely see a, see a scenario where later on on draft night, Thursday night, 
Victor Wembanyama goes one, Brandon Miller goes two, and suddenly Twitter's exploding with insert your favorite all-star player has been traded to the Portland Trailblazers for the number three overall pick. Would not surprise me. You know, I'm looking for it, Rob. I think it was the the year after the LeBron draft is the one Chris Paul came out in. Do you remember what year he came out? Was it 2004? Um, Oh, that sounds right. I will always, that was the, yeah, it was 2004. That was the draft where never pick need, always go with the best player. And uh, it number two, Atlanta went with Marvin Williams in 2004, they passed on Deron Williams from Illinois. They passed on Chris Paul from Wake. Both of those two guys ended up being massive superstars. Marvin Williams, not so much, Rob. Uh, I think you got to take the best player available. Would you draft Miller or Scoot if you were Michael Jordan and uh, Charlotte? I would take Scoot Henderson. I think his floor yeah. is much higher. I think just his everything you hear about his mental makeup tells you that he's going to maximize his potential more than probably anybody in this draft, including Wembenyama. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as him, but I don't think there's anybody in this draft who's going to get more of his full potential than Scoot Henderson. Tough to disagree, Rob. Um, Boy, I'm excited for the draft. And the trade obviously makes things a little more juicy. We'll be back tomorrow recapping the draft, any major trades that happen. Can't wait. Talk to you then. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.